Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on sex, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, Acting Assistant Lifestyle Editor. And me, Olivia Petter, Lifestyle Writer. Each week, we'll be discussing the core dating issues affecting millennials today. There are endless podcasts out there on love and relationships, but we felt that nobody was really speaking to our generation, where people ghost, zombie and breadcrumb one another quicker than you can say Tinder. As two long-time singletons, Olivia and I are hoping to break down the boundaries of modern-day dating one aubergine emoji at a time. So, what does all this mean and how is it affecting the way we form relationships today? This week on the podcast, we are joined with Louise Troen, who is International Brand Director at Bumble. And we are super excited to have Louise here because Olivia and I are, what should we say, avid Bumble users? Yeah. Bumblers? Bum- avid Bumblers. Bumblebees. What does will. one call a, bum- a Bumble user? A Bumbler. A Bumbler. A Bumbler. I quite like that. I like that. Okay, so why don't you start by telling us a bit about what International Brand Director at Bumble does? Cool. So firstly, thank you both so much for having me. Honoured to be here. Um, Super excited also that you picked us to talk to you today, Um, mainly because we recently launched a new vertical of Bumble outside of dating that I think will also be really interesting to your listeners as well. Um, International Brand Director. So my job... Um, kind of spans every discipline that you can imagine um, from a brand point of view, across marketing, communications, um, ensuring that the brand is relevant and uh, appropriately uh, spoken of and utilised and um, yeah, communicated uh, across most of the world. The only market I don't oversee is the US. We have a separate team over there in Austin where we were born. Um, but outside of the US, we exist in 150 countries. Wow. So you can, oh, yeah, it's actually a lot more than people realize. Um, but marketing wise, we've only shown up, invested, um, and sort of communicated our presence in France, Germany, the UK, uh, Spain as of next week, and Australia. Um, but obviously, if you go to Dubai and go onto Bumble, it all still follows the same protocol. You can still find people. Um, but from a volume point of view, we haven't yet yet shown up in those countries, but we will. Um, the aim is to kind of tackle and target the whole world um, one B at a time. So where do you have the most users? So the US is our predominant market, right? Um, which I guess is kind of obvious considering that um, our CEO and founder is American and the majority of our team are in Austin. Um, and then quickly following that is the UK. Um, which is obviously really exciting for us. Um, And we're growing rapidly, almost at a rate that we can't keep up with. 
Um, and considering we are only two and a half, nearly three years old, um, yeah, it's quite it's quite ridiculous for a lot of us who have been with the brand since the beginning. Um, we were told when we first started at Bumble, um, you know, this is so silly that, that you're letting women make the first move. It's never going to happen. Um, we live in a predominantly misogynist society across friendship, relationships, working world. Um, it's a really nice thought and very sweet and romantic, but it's never going to happen. Um, and recently, we, we worked out that we've had over 10 million women make the first move, um, which is which is kind of incredible. I love that. It's probably worth explaining for anyone who doesn't know about Bumble. Maybe you are married or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> married that, or something. That, well, I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't you be on Bumble otherwise? I don't know. Um, the, the unique point about Bumble is that only women can make the first move. Um, and I have actually found that it's now kind of the only dating app I do use, which is for various reasons, which we'll discuss um, later. But I do think it's interesting that you say it's growing so much because um, in London, I feel like Bumble is, amongst my friends anyway, the the dating app that people use most. However, yeah, me too. friends outside of London say, like, I have a friend who lives in Winchester and she's like, I go on Bumble every night, but I complete it every night. <laughs> <laughs> Completing Bumble just sounds so depressing. It's like you complete Mario Kart or something. I know, but I did it one time. Did you? I was very confused. I don't know how I did it. It was like, you've run out of people. And I was like, what? I, I think that's why... Then it why came back. That's, <laughs> there were more. That's definitely why we try and encourage people when they're setting their... Um, distance setting so obviously on the app you can choose whether you are looking for men women what age preference you have and also how close or how far you want to set your distance settings and we try and encourage everyone to set them as wide as possible because naturally if you're in a tiny village in the middle of Cornwall the likelihood that you're going to find more than 20 people isn't going to be huge um, and also the idea for us is that we're also sort of um, on the run and on the go and moving from city to city and visiting our parents in a different city all the time that the notion of having a 10 mile radius isn't that effective when it comes to matches. So one of the points we always say is try and increase your distance um, because the person that you match with in Scotland might just be visiting a friend and be back in London, you know, the next day. Yeah. Okay, this actually brings me on to something I wanted to ask you and I was going to save this question till later, but it's linked to what you're just saying. Okay, I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation. <laughs> say I am, I don't know, home at my parents. And I'm swiping on Bumble and I increase my radius because my parents live in the middle of nowhere and there's no one around. Yeah. Say a guy comes up that I really like the look of and I don't know, let's call him Bob. So <laughs> I swipe right on Bob and I'm like, mm, yeah, really liking the look of Bob, really liking everything about his profile, praying for a match with Bob. And then, so that's like Sunday afternoon or something, Sunday evening, I go back to London yeah. and I have not matched with Bob. Obviously he could have just swiped left on me, but is it the fact that he, I will not come up on his profile again till I am within his radius. Correct. Oh, that's so sad. Really? It is sad, but I think the idea is, is that we're trying to encourage more immediate connections. You know, with a lot yeah. of the other apps that are out there, it's very easy to match with someone and then kind of not make, not make a move or match with someone hundreds of miles away and kind of be happy and sort of chuffed and your ego has been a bit stroked that somebody likes you and then nothing really happens mm. from that. Mm. We find that by making sure that people are within each other's radiuses, the likelihood of actually meeting up and it becoming a meaningful connection increases. Also, that's why we have the 24-hour period to make yes. the first move because we do not want people on the app that, and, and a lot of people do do this, you know, they match with someone, they get a they get a boom, you have a connection and that does something to you. It, it generates sort of a 
an effect that makes you feel liked and loved and everyone likes that. It's like someone looking at you in a bar and smiling. But the idea of Bumble is that we want to take it one step further and it's not really about just being flattered. It's about forming a meaningful connection or encouraging the likelihood of one of those connections. Yeah, I think that is like sometimes slightly stressful the 24 hour thing I sometimes I just have like a really busy 24 hours and I go on the app and I'm like no yeah same or I sometimes yeah sometimes I just forget if I match with someone I'm like okay great but you don't want to send them a message instantly within like the I've first few seconds doing that, otherwise I just forget I yeah. think you'd also be surprised at and we do a lot of sort of consumer feedback of our users you'd be surprised at the amount of guys that actually really want that to happen really? I was with a friend of mine last night and we were going through through Bumble together and he was kind of showing me the girls that he'd matched with and he was like it's so refreshing that I can wait and have a message from a girl that says hey um, I have a work event tomorrow but I could meet for a drink at nine he was saying to me like it shouldn't always, and we really believe this, it shouldn't always be down to the guy. And the idea of letting and enabling the woman to make the first move not only means she can lead the tone of the conversation, but it also filters out those guys that don't respect the notion of gender equality, which essentially is what feminism is. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because actually for a long time I resisted getting Bumble. I was on Tinder and I resisted getting Bumble because I thought it would be full of really lame guys who were too <laughs> chicken to talk to a woman. And I was like, nah, they sound lame. But then I actually got it and I did realise actually it's guys who just have a bit more respect for women. Yeah. yeah, and as we were saying before, all of my friends, we always say that the people on Bumble are just better looking and nicer people. I always say a higher calibre. Yeah, it is a higher calibre of people, which is odd because there's no vet. it's not like some of these other dating apps where there's a vetting process mm -hmm. in terms of who's allowed to use it or not. Of course you get some sleazeballs still. Yeah, like, but way less than way you do less. on the other way apps, less. I find. Do you think that um, for guys, it's you're saying it's refreshing for them, but it's also annoying if sometimes they like really want to start the conversation and just can't? I don't think Bumble is what you would join if you were that kind of guy. I think mm. from the outset, we're very open and very clear about what we represent and what we kind of expect from our users. This is an environment that is and has been born out of a desire to make women feel more comfortable in the dating space. It's a historical fact that it is usually more likely and more often than not men that are addressing or um, starting conversations with women with unsolicited words or ugly things or expecting sort of them to have a hook up that evening and it's women that generally feel affected by that. So the reason Bumble was built is to go okay we've we support women. Yes, we obviously love men as well. But this whole mechanic of women making the first move is supposed to filter out the guys out there that don't believe in that progressive thought. And automatically, in this goes back to your point about the quality of user, when you create a product that from a mechanic point of view stands up for that, not just a brand marketing philosophy, it, it filters out all of these guys that genuinely can't be bothered to do that. Mm. And that's fine. You know, those guys will always exist. And there are lots of apps out there for that that kind of person but for us as a brand we stand very true and very kind of proud of of that and and that will never change that will always be fundamental in our, our product so this new aspect of bumble bumble biz yep can you tell us a bit more about that what it is and why you decided to launch it yeah so i guess for anyone that doesn't know where we started we were launched in 2014 um, we were born out of a desire from our CEO and founder, Whitney, to create a dating environment online that was safe um, and, and she kind. used to work at Tinder, didn't she? She is the co-founder of Tinder. Right. And she left Tinder um, to embark on, on the project of Bumble. And her main philosophy was, 
I want to create an environment that not only lets women lead, but also is rooted in kindness. I think, you know, nowadays people talk about being kind and being nice and supporting women. And that's all very well to say that, but you actually have to make definitive product changes to encourage that behavior. And that's where the whole women make the first move only mechanic came from. Um, we started in dating and I think alongside that and our brand marketing, which was all about being playful and being fun and you know dating should be a really exciting time for women and men it shouldn't be a time where you feel alone or desperate or isolated um and i think dating apps really did that for, for dating in general it sort of gamified and brought back the fun of connecting with someone chatting to them building up a rapport and then going on a date with them um it became a roaring success within the first year um we also very fortunately launched at a time when you know this whole wave of feminism was really becoming topical from an economical, political, social standpoint. Um, we started to build this community of women that really bought into what we stood for, and our user and consumer really asked for, for another vertical in friendship. So then we launched Bumble Friend Finder, which was about connecting women um, only. Um, and the idea was is that any anyone could obviously start the conversation because it was, was aimed at women. Um, and it was really for our, our users that asked, asked for that to be born. Can I interject as yeah. well? Um, what happens if you're gay on Bumble? Who makes the first move? So in homosexual relationships and in homosexual matches, either of you can make the first move. Oh, so it's okay. just for heterosexual couples. But we are super kind of inclusive of every type of um, every type of individual in there and their needs. And the main thing is that we're focused on women in heterosexual relationships because that is generally where the problem lies. Mm. Um, but yeah after Bumble BFF, what we noticed was a lot of the women on BFF were using it to connect in the professional world. Mm. So in their biographies, they'd write, hi, I'm Louise, um, I work for Bumble, we're looking for a graphic designer for a new project. Oh. Oh, so okay. it was really out of us sort of watching what our users were doing. And also, you know, like any brand and tech brand out there, you always have to innovate and evolve. And it just seemed like the natural next step, especially as the majority of unsolicited um, inequality comes from from the professional space as well. So obviously Bumble BFF is for women only. Yes. So Bumble Biz, is that also women only or is that men and women? So that's for men and women, okay. but it still follows the notion that women make the first move. Oh, okay. So if I connect with Steve, um, I have to initiate that conversation with him. Right. Um, and the idea of Biz wasn't necessarily to recruit people, or, or it's not supposed to be a recruitment tool. It's a networking app. So if you guys here at The Independent have um, a profile for yourself, you would say, we're looking for people who are really passionate about sex and relationships to come and talk on a podcast, and I could match with you if I also felt that that was something that my brand wanted to be involved with. That's mm. interesting. Um, but what if you're on Biz and you see someone that you fancy? Can you like refer yeah, them that to was the be app? My question, because obviously, like, because Bumble is fundamentally known as a dating app. Yeah. So, do you think it it can with Bumble Biz? Do you think it sort of blurs the boundaries a bit between dating and business? Mm -hmm. And do you think that could be a harmful kind of conflation? I think it's a great question, and it's something that you know we're often asked about. I actually think because we have Bumble dating. The idea is pretty strange to be like, I'm on biz, but I fancy this girl because you would just scoot over to Bumble mm. to kind of indulge in that kind of behavior. We are very strict about conversations and behavior on biz. In actual fact, we will and we would, you know, ban people immediately if they used biz as a, as a network or, or a platform to connect um, from a dating perspective. 
that's just something as a brand that we really have to protect. And, you know, if your bio says, hi, I'm Joe and I'm looking to get lucky, you would be banned from every platform if you if you don't behave properly on, on Bumble Business. We have to stand by that because otherwise those, you're right, those lines would become too blurred and, you know, we'd lose kind of what we're standing for. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. I was only asking because I know that myself included and friends of mine have been contacted on LinkedIn by by guys asking them to go on dates. But this is exactly why we decided to launch Biz as well yeah. because people Keep would... It separate. I've had it before where people are like, and Whitney always says this, you know, professionally speaking, you've got great eyes. That's what? just not professional <laughs> at what? all. Professionally speaking. Or, or I had a guy the other day contact me on, on one of those and said um thanks so much for connecting looking forward to getting looking forward to getting to know you and then that like weird side eye emoji that definitely the smirky means, face yeah oh we were trying to do that the other we're day we were trying to do the emoji <laughs> <laughs> i was I, I, well i can't do it now because it's a podcast and that would be pointless <laughs> but i thought i was doing it but i wasn't really doing it but no. it's it's funny you'd be surprised also how normal it's become you know I even saw that message and I'm like, oh, what an idiot, I'm going to delete it. It's not okay. And actually, as women, we don't have to endure that kind of interaction. And Bumble Biz is, is supposed to be there to try and help not only evolve business, but also help women to understand that they don't have to be subjected to that kind of behavior. Hmm. It's an interesting one. I don't know anyone who's on it yet, but I think I, think I want to check it out. Yeah, I think it'd be particularly useful for freelancers. Yeah. True, true, true. We found it's been quite helpful, yeah, for, for freelancers and creatives who yeah. I think the immediacy of it is, is really interesting and also the fact that it's still geo-targeted. So, you know, LinkedIn is great as a recruitment tool, but you can't set your distance to five miles away because you immediately need a photographer to help you with the last-minute shoot. Mm, There's right. nothing out there that actually offers that immediate um, sort of resource, uh, and that's what we hope it will be. Right, so let's go back to the dating size. <laughs> Help us. Teach us your ways. Are you on Bumble? I am. You yeah. are. And I'm oh, so okay. de desperately single, actually. Very meta. Oh, welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, no, welcome. No, I've, I've seen, been there for six months. I've seen a guy um, on Bumble before who's like, I work at Bumble. And I'm like, hello. Oh, what's Brenda. his name? Is his name John? I don't know. <laughs> John or Julian? Yeah, they're both brilliant and very, very cool people. Could've I would either of them. them. If I, were you. I may have like forgotten to start the convo. Sorry. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Um, okay, so let's talk opening lines. Yes. Okay, what do you tend to go for, Livy? Um, I Mine aren't very good. It kind of depends what the guy has said in their bio. 
Sure. Try and pick up on something that ideally, said in their bio. But sometimes there's nothing you can go off. If, ideally, yeah. you want something in their bio or in their pictures yeah. that you can pick up on. Yeah, just but to if ask not, them about... You have to come up with something out of the blue. Yeah, but I'm not very good at that. I, I, to be honest, I am that person that will match with someone and, and forget about it or just but get you must scared sometimes and not mess with them. But don't do that because then it disappears. And I know, and then I regret really it. And but, but you must sometimes start the conversation. Yeah, well, I, when, when I do, it's typically, oh, you live in New York or you said you went spent some time in this cool place. What were you doing there kind of thing? So it's always based on... You don't have any like go to openers. I don't have any cheesy like pickup line <laughs> openers, but your you face tells do. me that you do. Mine aren't cheesy. <laughs> well, sometimes they are cheese related. I've got like a few that I recycle. Nice. I like to go for, you know, food related things because I like food. And so some of my things are like, what three food items do you always have in your kitchen? You learn a lot from that. You learn a lot. That's a good one. That's really yeah. creative. Do you know what? So I get interesting responses. Some are like, ooh, great question. Some are like, that's a weird question. <laughs> and then if they say that, I'm like, yes, well, I'm a bit weird and clearly. But I think if someone says that's a weird question, yeah, then I'm you like, understand automatically yeah. that they don't follow exactly. the same sense of humour. Yeah. Exactly. It's quite a good vetting system. And, you know, it does mean you get some guys that, very occasionally, you get some that respond with very lewd things. But usually, <laughs> it's very interesting as well because we, we'll get to our own bios. But yeah. in mine, I mentioned a love of peanut butter. So it's very interesting. Who picks up on it? Exactly. And so a lot of them mention peanut butter in response to that. And I don't know actually <laughs> if I like that or not. If it's true, fine. And I'm like, well done, you noticed. But if they've just said it because it's in my bio, I'm like, nah, mate. You to be fair, quite a lot of people, I think, like peanut butter. I think. Well, it's delicious, but I don't know <laughs> if they're on my level. Um, and so then I do that. Sometimes I do like, what's your go-to brunch dish? It's just kind of like opening the conversation about brunch because need, they need to love brunch, yeah. to be honest. Sometimes I will, like, if it's like a Sunday night, it's not kind of that interesting, but I'll be like, what was the most fun thing you did this weekend? And like, I have, I want them to have done something fun. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's they're a bit a like, one. didn't do anything. <laughs> they're like, I slept for two days. Yeah, I'm like, know. you're boring. And But actually, even just last night, after our conversation yesterday about emojis, I went for, um, what is your most used emoji? Did you? Yeah. What did they say? Um, I think I've only had a couple of replies and I haven't even looked at them properly yet, but I will. One of them definitely did the crying with laughter emoji, to which I will respond, well, actually, that's the most used emoji of all <laughs> in the US. Uh, what is it? You're a pro. Well, you know, I know some stats. I know some facts. Um, so, yeah, what do you think makes a good line? I don't think there's, uh, this is going to sound like a really boring response. I don't think there's like one set rule to go always open lines with cheese jokes or mm. always ask a question about their weekend. I think you're right. It should be tailored. And I think the more personal they are, the better. Ideally. Me personally, I'm the same as you. I'll pick up something from their picture. Like if they're deep sea diving in something. Yeah. Or, like where did they do that? And I think you actually can find something. I mean, there's, if they do their, their kind of profile properly, there are five pictures and there will be one of them that has something outside of just their face in it. Mm. So even if it's a shirt they're wearing or, you know, a sport that they're playing, I think if you can pick up on something like that, that's probably the most effective in terms of getting a response. A sense of humor goes a long way. Um, we've just introduced, you know, the ability to send a GIF as well. I tend to sh always send a GIF as my initial That's opening. interesting because I've heard mixed reviews on that. Some guys are like, oh, don't just open with a GIF, like be more creative. <laughs> that was my man voice again, Richard. Um, <laughs> and, and, but I feel like I, I enjoy a GIF. I, do you know what? I don't think, I don't think there's a, like a yes or a no answer to this. I think if I put a GIF out because I really love 
gifts and I really love the minions so my gif is this minion that's like dressed up as this like sassy woman and she's waving hello that's always my well not always most of the time my Thank opener you. and the guys that respond are like oh my god I love the minions as well and it it triggers a reaction from someone on the same level as you yeah. if you ask a cheese joke and someone comes out with another cheese joke there is a vibe there yeah. that you should entertain I like that there are so many good cheese jokes there are <laughs> have a whole of conversation cheese. of cheese jokes mm-hmm. I would enjoy that but I would say you know don't be creative mm-hmm. you know there's there's a lot of things that you could say in terms of how are you, what do you think of the weather, this stuff, it's it's just not going to work. I think the more creative you are and also the more you can show your personality in your opening line. You know, say, I ate five cheese sandwiches today. <laughs> and Christmas then go, sandwich roundup, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can also kind of drop in elements about yourself, then I think it, it's more likely to trigger a reaction. Yeah. But also if you don't get a reaction from your opening line, don't worry about it you know you've already made the first move which is quite you know important in itself a lot of gutting when they don't reply though although you say that but a lot of my friends have like gone up to a guy's in a bar or smiled at a guy in a bar and that hasn't triggered a reaction true and we're not saying you know every every time you make the first move you're going to get that would be brilliant if we could orchestrate it to be that way but you're not always necessarily going to get a response but if you kind of hit a chord or a note with someone that kind of triggers a thought in their head or they feel that there's some chemistry from a conversation point of view, then just like in real life, that's like more likely to kind of go somewhere. Mm. I think as well you have to think about what you'd like to receive. Like if like on a dating app, a guy messaged me and went, hi, how are you? I'd be like, what? Snooze. Yeah, yeah. Same. seriously. But also if a guy apply. came up to you in a bar and said, hi, how are you? You'd be like, oh, I'm great. And then you'd be waiting you? <laughs> yeah. You'd be waiting for the next thing. If they came up and said, I've already bought you a drink. Um, I saw you were drinking Sauvignon Blanc earlier. It's over there by the bar and walked away. Suddenly it triggers Ooh, a reaction. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be quite good, great. wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all, all men out there do that. <laughs> Why has it never happened to us? No, never. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the more creative you are and the more personal yeah. you are, yeah. the more interesting it becomes. And also this should be fun. You know, this isn't about sitting at home and if you don't get a response being upset, it's about going, okay, great, you know, let's go on to something else. That guy clearly wasn't interested yeah. or worth my time. Plenty more bumblebees in the sky. Exactly. Nice. Thanks. Nice. I like that. <laughs> Did you plan that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it just came to me. She works with words Do you for want a, a job? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take that now. <laughs> to Jane Market. Um, all right. So next step in our Bumble lesson. Yeah. We are going to ask Louise to critique our Bumble bios. Yeah. Okay. I'm so about this. I will describe what mine is. Okay. I mean, you might disagree with my description, but you can do it yourself. So I have like five pictures. The first one is just kind of like a headshot of me, which is a picture I have on everything, like my Twitter, my Instagram, and my is Facebook. Is that the one that's a professional photograph? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your hair looks so, shiny. Thank you. <laughs> then there's one of me diving underwater with like flippers on. Then there's one of me at my birthday party in a sparkly dress and a tiara and there's a 25 in the background and I'm holding Can I like, see these as well? Yeah, I'm holding okay. like a giant thing oh, of um, Prosecco. There's the diving, the diving one. Diving one, nice. Then, then it's me skiing because I'm very active, don't you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> then it's me about in like a... What do you call that outfit? A race car driving I mean like, outfit? But it's not a race car. I'm actually about to do an aerobatic flight. God, some... you, you make yourself seem, I mean, you are an interesting person. But you make yourself <laughs> seem like this really worldly cultured person. Like, hey, I ski, I dive. I, just I wait to hear like... what my final one is. This is me rock climbing. Oh my God, you're such an activities yeah. girl. Yeah, you really are. Well, that's the image anyway. <laughs> and then the bio goes, it says, Rachel, 25, journalist, University of Bristol, location, London, peanut butter aficionado, speaker of French and German, optimist, coriander averse, five foot nine, three emojis, 
clinking champagne flutes, avocado, weightlifting woman. <laughs> Tell me. I actually, I mean, I, we haven't gone through sort of how successful Bumble is for you, but I really rate your profile. In actual fact, this is one of the best ones I've probably seen in a, in a while. Oh my God. She's so I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why though, it's brilliant. Okay, so firstly, your opening picture, it's clear, I can see what you look like. Where people go wrong is that there's either two or three of them in the picture, do not do that. People are looking for immediate kind of uh, reaction here. And if they can't see which one you are, they'll just scoot past you. See, I don't have any group photos though. And I wonder if that is good. I feel like people might think she has no friends. No, because people assume that you have friends, surely. Yeah, I didn't like fake a birthday party for that picture. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think think, uh, having no pictures of friends will affect your... Yeah, likelihood of a match. I think when you start having a conversation and you meet in person, then you can be like, yeah, I've got mates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I don't have mates, which is also fun. It's true. Um, your picture's really clear. You're smiling. We get a lot of good feedback from people that are smiley in their profile picture. Mm-hmm. Um, don't wear a costume. Make sure I can see who you are. Smile. Your second picture of you diving shows you're active, shows one of your hobbies. That's also really important. Don't just have five pictures of your face. I've already seen that in the first Mm. picture. This is supposed to be almost like your personal resume. Like, so just so you would put on your professional CV, you'd say, this is my experience. This is what my skills are. It should be the same on here. I like diving. This is the food I like. This is where I like to hang out. This is what languages I speak. And I think this profile actually kind of catches and captures exactly kind of I don't know you that well yet but <laughs> seems to capture I mean I would like to be your friend <laughs> um, I think the skiing one is great it shows that yeah you like the outdoors and I'm guessing these are all the things that you would look for in a partner as well mm-hmm. um, in terms of your bio I think you could put a bit more in here okay we have um, you know there's a quite a big space for you to highlight exactly what you're looking for and I think You've written a lot about yourself, but I think it would be nice. Do you think you should put what you're after? I don't think you necessarily want to say I'm looking for this look, this type, this Mm. height. But I think you need to say looking for someone to be active with, looking for someone to drink red wine with and play Scrabble. You know, these are the kind of things that guys actually respond to. Or if you're not looking for that, looking for a guy to have fun with in London. Just moved here for two months Mm. looking to see the city. These are things that people react to because as much as we try and say... I don't know what I'm looking for. Deep down when you see it, you do know what you're looking for. So for you, I would say that's the only thing that Mm. I would mention. Um, I like the way that you said you're an optimist. You seem like a really positive person. Thanks. I would date you. Oh, guys. <laughs> oh, Christ, you're not going to want to date me. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling pretty great. I'm going to update my bio tonight. Okay. All right. But you what go. you should do is after this podcast next week, update it and come back and say, yeah. Well. I was about to say, let's review next week yeah. and see how, we, how we've done. Also, I'll tell you what, if you match with someone, we'll pay for a really fun first date for you. Oh, my that God. That is a good idea. But you have to organise it as the woman. Yeah, obvs. Ofs. Actually, I say ofs, but often the guy does organise the first date because often they're the ones that actually do do the asking out yeah mm. okay so you're That's right true. though okay challenge accepted great okay so my dating app is a bit of a sorry site uh, my <laughs> dating profile so it's <laughs> my profile picture is me with a helmet on uh smiling when i went to drive mclaren race cars for the day uh it's a selfie quite quite close up probably yeah. the only selfie i've ever taken actually um the second so cool yeah <laughs> too cool for selfies the second one um you said no costume so i feel like this is bad this is me dressed up as a millennial pink mad hatter for a fancy dress party it's a great outfit no i, I like that costume i can still see your face and what you look like okay. i think that's the that's the main thing here you see you've got okay, a great figure good. as well thanks i'm wearing a pink tutu and a sparkly bodysuit and a mad hatter hat um and shoes with eyelashes on them for sure um and then the third picture is me in 
a very bizarre inflatable chair at Glastonbury. Um, you can't actually really see me. You can sort of just see a lot of tents, but I really like festivals. So I thought that was a good one to include. And that's it. I only have three. And then it just says Livy, 23, the Independent University of Bristol, location London. And then in my bio, all I've written is be nice. I'll probably write about you. Also, I just want to just want to caveat that we do both happen to have been to the University of Bristol, but that is not something you have to do to work here. <laughs> just, just gonna FYI, just gonna put that out there. <laughs> All backgrounds are accepted. <laughs> okay, so I love the first picture. I think you look fun. You look um, personable, and you're smiling. Like I mentioned, really important in your first picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool that you're wearing a helmet. I think it shows that you're active, adventurous. I don't have a bit different. It is different. Not many people run around with a helmet on. No. <laughs> um, I like I like the Mad Hatter one. I can see all of you, which I think sometimes is important. You know, it's not we're not necessarily saying that your height or your figure or any of that stuff is paramount, but it's still part of the notion of attractiveness. Agreed. And I think some people do have certain preferences to certain heights or hair color. And although we don't say you should be, and we don't have preferences to set this, I think it's important that you do show a bit more of yourself than just your face. Um, Agreed, yeah. yeah. If there's a guy like ever, I, in all his pictures, just his head, not the rest of his body, you'd be a bit like, but why? Yeah, I always look for that in in guys' profiles. Yeah. But it's funny because for me, I'm not really that bothered about height or body, but I would still like, you still kind of want to just just make sure that you have a body. Yeah, (laughs) I know what you mean. Not just a floating head. Um, I love the Glastonbury one. I think that's really important. When I've matched with people, I've got a picture of me at a festival at one of them. And I think that says something about you as a person. Yeah. Um, so just like you were saying with yours in terms of you diving, I do think it's important to show what you do in your spare time. Mm-hmm. Um, I dive every week. Yeah. yeah <laughs> every day. Where, where yeah. did you go diving? I mean, that was off Bali. So, okay, nice. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You only have three pictures, though. Yeah, I know. And actually... Cardinal sin. It's just that you're not taking advantage of... You know, I'm sure you have more than two hobbies of going to festival (laughs) and dancing in a tutu. And I think, you know, whether it's a book that you're reading that you really like or a food that you like to cook, you know, use use the fact that we're offering you a couple more options to kind of speak speak more about your personality. Mm. The only thing about your bio, it's pretty limited. Yeah. Um, like I said before, you can also identify what you're looking for or what you're not looking for. Um, I think also it could initially possibly scare people off from saying, be nice, I'm going to write about you. <laughs> because if a guy on here is just looking to have some fun and works at you know, a property company, he might not want to get involved for the sake of his his own professional kind of stature. Yeah, so I would, you know, I would explain to them when you start talking to them, I work for this, this is what I do. I would love to write about you, but I would always say in your bio, you know, I'm a journalist, this is what I do. I write about sex relationships and all this kind of stuff because all that is really interesting. Um, But I would probably say not to say I'm going to write about you because as an initial statement, that could could scare a few few people off. Yeah, that makes sense. But I like the way you said be nice because everyone should be nice. Yeah, definitely. So make those changes and also okay. come back and we'll cool. see. Let's feedback. see how it goes. We'll see how this yeah. goes. All right. So just to end on, we are starting a new feature where we are going to do Bumble Bio of the Week because we read out a Bumble Bio that I particularly liked last week and people liked it too. So this week it comes from a man named Tom and I won't reveal any more about Tom, but his <laughs> bio says, I like my women how I like my coffee. Strong and given proper recognition for contributions in the workplace and society. 
Oh my god, Tom! Right, legend. Is it, I, I hope you swiped right. On I Tom. did swipe right. Okay. I don't know if I matched that. I need to go and check. Can I, see, can I see what Tom looks like? Well, I just screenshotted it, so actually no. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry, but I'll find. Well, Tom, him. if you're out there, yeah, get in touch. Get in you're touch, brilliant. Tom. <laughs> we will all go out with you. Um, and also, as of next week, we want to be reading out your dating disaster stories. So if you've had any terrible dates, you can either write them in an iTunes review of the podcast or send them to us via email at millennial.love at independent.co.uk plus very exciting news Louise has offered to as she's just critiqued and helped us both with our Bumble bios has offered to do the same for you so if you would like to um, have that and benefit from her expertise please do get in touch via email via comment you can tweet us um and one person will be picked every week to have a Bumble Bio makeover. And alas, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for coming on, Louise. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you so much. Your wisdom has been invaluable. <laughs> Keep bumbling. <laughs> oh, we will, we will. And we hope everyone has enjoyed listening. If you have, please do subscribe to the podcast. Rate us, review us on iTunes. We really want to hear from you. And we hope you'll tune in again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.